0: Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocks big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book I'm Your Man, The Life of Leonard Cohen. Darling, says Cohen, I was born in a suit. That was his remark during the interview. He was exactly right. By the time he was interviewed, he was already an old man, yet he was undeniably elegant and dignified. He was wearing a dark suit which was double-breasted and pinstriped. When he saw people coming, he would bow to greet them. While talking, he was very particular about his word choice, and could even be humorous at times. When he saw people leaving, he would stand and bid them farewell. Cohen was undisputedly a great artist of the modern era. He was born into a wealthy upper-middle-class Jewish family on September 21, 1934 in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. The Cohen family was one of the most prominent and privileged Jewish gentries in the area. Like the rest of his family, Cohen faced a future of being a reputable businessman and devout Jew who would devote his life to the family's honor and prosperity. However, Cohen's troubled soul drove him to take a very different path. He started writing poetry and novels, and then made a name for himself in the literary world. After that, he moved to New York and became a singer. His most well-known songs include Hallelujah and Dance Me to the End of Love. Eventually, he was presented with a Grammy Award for lifetime achievement. He was also revered as the Lord Byron of rock and roll by the New York Times. He spent his life becoming a legendary musician. Cohen died on November 7, 2016, at the age of 82 in the U.S. Amir Man gives a detailed account of Cohen's legendary life from his birth to the end of his life in a chronological fashion. In this biographical work, not only will you get a clear understanding of how he followed an artistic path to be a great artist, but you can also get some insight into his unique charm. You'll find that even a great man can experience major setbacks from loss and even despair. What set him apart from ordinary folks was that he would do everything he could to solve problems and ultimately overcome all obstacles in the midst of pain and struggle. Furthermore, the timeless themes of desire, regret, torment, love, and hope are also well illustrated in this biography. The author of this book is Sylvie Simmons from Britain. She is a distinguished music journalist and music critic. As a highly esteemed writer, She's the author of several critically acclaimed fiction and nonfiction books. To complete this book, she spent four years, not only consulting historical sources and documents, but also interviewing a wide range of people who had crossed paths with Cohen. Thus, she was able to gather vast amounts of first-hand information. Rolling Stone magazine once commented, This is the bio Cohen has long deserved, and it makes every prior Cohen book practically unnecessary. In this bookie, we'll explain the book in three parts. Part 1, he was unwilling to submit to family expectations in favor of his resolute determination to pursue the dream of becoming a writer. Part 2, not content with merely writing, he decided to begin his career as a singer-songwriter. Part 3, he began to seek out his inner self amidst a cloud of self-doubt, and eventually made a comeback in the music industry. Cohen was born into a wealthy family of Canadian Jewish merchants. His father Nathan Cohen was business-minded and was involved in the clothing business. His mother Masha Cohen had a passion for music and loved to sing. As a result of his mother's influence, Cohen developed a keen interest in music and creation. He even admitted that scholarship wasn't his real interest, he was born to create. Cohen's passion for writing however came from Irving Layton. Leighton was a teaching assistant for political science at McGill University and a part-time poet. He was 22 years older than Cohen. Back then, Cohen was about 20 and was also studying at McGill. Leighton was very snobby and iconoclastic. He was also self-centered in everything he did. Cohen was very low-key and humble. Leighton had unkempt hair and often wore disheveled clothes. Cohen was always neatly dressed. Leighton was born in a small town. Cohen was born in a Jewish community. The two men who would seemingly never crossed paths were strikingly similar. They were both very sincere, well-spoken, and satirical. More importantly, they were both dissatisfied with the aristocracy. By engaging with the musical beauty of words, they hoped to change the world with poetry. Ever since they met each other at a party, Leighton and Cohen continuously spent time studying the poetry of Wallace Stevens and other poets, attending book readings, and so forth. With Leighton's guidance and encouragement, Cohen's creative passion grew. Finally, at a literary competition held at McGill, Cohen won first prize with his poem La Vieux. In the same year, his poem for Wilf in his house was published. The poem goes like this. I wept beside paintings of Calvary at velvet wounds and delicate twisted feet. The verse reads as somewhat melancholy but is nevertheless beautiful. Meanwhile, the lines are full of compassion for the characters with an extra dose of maturity. Leighton once said that he knew Cohen was a genius from the first moment he saw him. All he could do was help Cohen open the doors of expression. Leighton managed to stick to his word and keep his promise. And Cohen frequently said, there was Irving Leighton and then there was the rest of us. Leonard would say almost a lifetime later. He is our greatest poet, our greatest champion of poetry. Cohen didn't let Leighton down, he was ultimately successful. With Cohen's constant efforts, his first volume of poetry Let Us Compare Mythologies was eventually published. Shortly after the volume of poetry was published, Cohen became a celebrity. Published with the help of McGill, This collection featured 44 poems written by Cohen from the age of 15 to 20. These poems offer a rich read that includes the themes of religion, mythology, love, sacrifice, and sex. Cohen's picture on the front cover of the book looks young, but in the poems, he appears to be old and reserved. This volume of poetry became a subject of controversy upon its publication. Some argued that Cohen's poems are very coherent and deep, and Cohen knows how to turn a phrase. But some people believe that the poems depicting sex and violence were vulgar and dull. In the midst of mixed reviews, Cohen still considered his poems beautiful. This confidence won him the McGill Literary Award and brought him attention from the Canadian media. At the time, The Canadian broadcasting company invited Cohen and five other well-known poets in the poetry circle to record a spoken word album. Through publicity, Cohen became one of Canada's best young poets. But he was more ambitious than that, he dreamed big, and he wanted more people to appreciate his work. Therefore, Cohen decided to pursue his dream of becoming a writer at Columbia University after graduating from McGill. However, Cohen's decision was not supported by his family. He came from an affluent Jewish family, and they had already made future arrangements for him. His life plan required him to study law or business in college, then enter the family business. He would work smoothly and live comfortably for the rest of his life. But who would have thought that Cohen was a natural born artist? The early loss of his father made his mother more involved with her child. She worried about Cohen but never criticized him for anything. Even in a worst-case scenario, she would just roll her eyes and get over it. The uncles in the family were friendly too. Although they tried to dissuade Cohen from taking the literary path, they were reluctant to push him too hard. Cohen eventually chose to leave his family and headed to New York to bravely pursue his great dream of becoming a writer. But America was different from Canada, and everything there was unfamiliar to him. Would Cohen's creative path remain free from obstacles? Would his dreams ever be realized? In an effort to reach American writers, Cohen went to great lengths to start a literary magazine The Phoenix. Still, it wasn't long before it collapsed. He had neither the friends nor the opportunities he needed to realize his dreams. After spending a year in the U.S., Cohen returned to Canada, but his heart continued to drive him towards his goal. So when he came back, he stayed busy and kept on writing. When he finally finished his novel A Ballet of Lepers, he went to submit it in exultation. However, in the end, none of the publishers liked it, and all of them rejected the manuscript. Even that didn't extinguish the fire that burned in Cohen's heart. On the contrary, he wrote more diligently and vigorously. A musician once remarked that he had seen Cohen writing. Cohen liked to write at a drugstore. When he looked up, he was in a trance, looked like he had taken sleeping pills. His body shell stayed where it was, but his spirit had gone to a different world. If someone stared at him, Cohen would shoot a look at them as if saying, don't disturb me. Cohen worked day in day out and anticipated good results. He never expected to receive criticism. What made him even more heartbroken was that this person was none other than his teacher Louis Dudek. According to Dudek, Cohen's work is a ragbag of classical mythology. He also found that some of the concepts in Cohen's work were vague. Failing to get over his disappointment, Cohen left Canada for London. But the novel he wrote in London The Favourite Game did not become a critical favourite. Some editors judged it as disgusting, tedious, and a protracted love affair with himself. No publisher was willing to accept it. Once back in Canada, Cohen was invited to recite some of his poems from The Spice Box of Earth. With the first publication of this collection of poems, literary critics were full of praise for his work. Even his former teacher Dudek who had criticized him before spoke highly of Cohen. Stephen Scobie stated in the Canadian Encyclopedia that The Spice Box of Earth indeed established Cohen's reputation as a lyric poet. And so in just three months, this collection of poems was surprisingly sold out. When asked by a TV host if he saw himself as a modern poet, Cohen simply replied, I always describe myself as a writer rather than a poet, and the fact that the lines I write don't come to the end of the page doesn't qualify me as a poet. We've now covered Cohen's journey to becoming a writer. So how did he make the leap to music and become a singer? Today we are just sharing limited content.